0: This is Tony from Michigan. I'll start it off. 20-inch rims are
1: bigger. <laughs> you, got, you got the assignment right. <laughs> good evening this is the jeep talk show roundtable episode sponsored by colby valve colby tire valves are patented and are hands down the most convenient one of the strongest and easiest to install replacement vehicle tire valves on the planet just go to colby c-o-l-b-y valve.com I'm Tony, and I want to welcome all of you new and old listeners. <laughs> no, I'm not p- picking on you. Uh, I'm your host, and I'm excited to have you here for this special gathering of passionate Jeep enthusiasts. We also call them the Zoom people. So tonight is going to be a, uh, a departure from our normal uh, roundtable episodes. Uh, I have one question I want to ask, and then I'm uh, I'm hoping that uh, two groups of people that went on two separate uh, trail runs uh, this weekend, and uh, and and one person went to Toledo Jeep Fest. At least one person. Uh, we get a little uh, a little chat about all those adventures that occurred this past weekend. So uh, I'm going to start with this question, and I, and I and I'll just say to start with, I'm not picking on anybody. You don't have to have my idea of what your Jeep should look like or be or anything. Uh, I'm just uh, we're trying to help you. Maybe you don't know, and uh, this will help you uh, get on the right path. If that's the path you want to that you that you want to go down, so tell me how. Uh, tell me you have a Jeep that you don't take off road without telling me you have a Jeep that you take off road. That's going to be our first question. <laughs> so stay tuned.
2: Are you ready? It's time for the Jeep Talk Show with hosts Tony, Josh, Wendy, and Chuck.
1: So, as you know, whenever you first start um, uh, speaking tonight, please say your name and your general location. It could be specific if you want to. Uh, It doesn't initially have to be GPS coordinates, but I'm not saying it can't be. Uh, So uh, let's just get to it and get to our first question. But first, hello Zoom people. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Hi, Zoom people. (laughs) Hey, coffee. So, uh, do, I, I think I think you guys get this question. Uh, understand what the question? What I'm looking for here? Uh, if you have a Jeep, uh, tell me how. Tell me you have a Jeep that you don't take off road without telling me you have a Jeep that you don't take off road.
0: This is Tony from Michigan. I'll start it
1: off. Twenty inch rims are bigger. <laughs> you got you got the assignment right. <laughs> how
3: about my Jeep? You have North.
1: Now, wait, a minute, wait a
0: minute, wait
1: a minute, why seven ducks on the dash? Why yeah. Why is that why is that not an off road vehicle, Tony?
0: Well, unless you have like a forty inch tire, you're looking at like a three to five inch sidewall if you're lucky. And that is not comfortable when going off road. You get no expansion in the tire when you air down. Traction's gonna be a nightmare. Typically, those tires are rock hard too. It's just not to mention you're going to damage those rims in the first five seconds.
1: And, and would everybody agree that if you see 22 uh, inch rims and really small tires on those, you know, like like you said, the three and a half inch um, amount of rubber on those tires that are above the, the wheel or around the wheel, would that signal to all you guys that this is not an off road Jeep?
4: Oh, uh, color. Rick, Rick from Arkansas here. the only exception to that would be uh, true pizza cutters
5: <laughs> Oh yeah well, but, So I would say that
1: it's more likely than anywhere else in the country, like down in like Florida, where you get a, <laughs> a lot of guys that do a lot of t- like big lifts and, and
5: mud tires on big rims, but they don't have any, they're not dealing with rock or anything. All they're dealing with is is trying to run through some mud. Occasionally you'll see it down there, but, but otherwise, not so much.
1: Are you so, saying it's okay?
5: Is, uh, not really. <laughs>
6: <laughs> this is Roger from Wisconsin. You might as well put those right next to the Carolina Squatters.
1: You don't see a lot of Carolina Squatter Jeeps, though, do you?
6: Uh, not anymore. I think they made them illegal, didn't they? <laughs> uh, TJ's with broken frames.
7: <laughs> it makes it easier to go up the hill. <laughs> You
5: don't have to They, they only made it illegal in North Carolina. South Carolina is the welcome to if they want.
7: They
6: they can make it halfway over the obstacle. Is that what you're saying? Pretty
0: much. The fr-
6: the front half goes over but the back half doesn't.
0: Depends yeah. if they have a locker and skid plates. <laughs> yeah, you'll lock the front up.
1: <laughs> wow, do you That's think somebody sorry. that had twenty two inch rims would have lockers and skid plates unless it was a Rubicon?
6: <laughs> no, they spent all their money on the rims. Or the lights.
1: Yeah, and multicolor lights—I think—is what you're talking about, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> they have to rotate in color,
1: flash, alternating. Oh, absolutely. All right, so John's trying to get in here. John, go ahead. What? What? Uh, tell me, you have a Jeep that you don't take off-roading without telling me? Uh, you have a Jeep you take—you you don't take off-roading.
2: Yeah, this is uh, John in New York. Um, I'm going to say scratches on the wheels and sliders and everything else because if you're actually out kind of using it you're not going to be crystal clean with no scratches on it at all
1: so no so. scratches is what you're saying is a, is a good indicator
2: unless you got temporary tags on it then yeah
1: john uh, if are you in uh, new york new york
2: but well, we were, now we're back in Jersey. So oh, gee. We, were on, we were down in Times Square about what, 20 minutes ago? Uh, I, so, and and
1: everybody's, everybody's sick of hearing this, I know, but I want to know what the pizzas taste like from New York.
2: Well, we ate at a really nice Italian restaurant, but I had lamb chops, so I uh, didn't have any pizza.
1: Oh, you should have got some barbecue while you were there. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I knew he'd he appreciate didn't bring
6: that. all this, He didn't bring all the additives to add to the sauce. I knew would, he would appreciate that,
1: but he would—he'd be able to complain for thirty minutes about how bad the barbecue was. <laughs>
2: I can still do that. I, I don't have to taste <laughs> it. I can just
1: no. Yeah, John is a, a big barbecue connoisseur, and it, it, from the, the standpoint of of cooking it, and uh, so he knows a lot about barbecue. So we, we give him a hard time every time we can.
6: All right, Do you take me. like a like, kind of like a first aid kit similar to for your barbecue when you go out of the state <laughs> so that way you can fix it up a little bit and make it better?
2: I would say that, you know, the golden rule is you just don't get barbecue outside of Texas. But I also kind of broke a golden rule and got Mexican food outside of Texas this past trip. And Bill would not let me live it down. He actually revoked <laughs> my privileges to pick restaurant for the whole rest of the week because uh, of that first choice in Sedona.
1: Well, Absolutely. good, good. You keep that story because we want to hear about your your and Bill's adventure in uh, Arizona. Uh, this uh, this Did one, you guys week? go to the one that it wasn't even 12, the weekend. Months. It was actually a week long adventure, wasn't it? Last time I went to Sedona, it we was a Mexican restaurant that charged twelve dollars for chips and salsa. Whoa! That was, that's Whoa. what I was asking. That's probably the
2: one. Yeah, That's probably the one. Yeah, it's yes, some good salsa. Chips and salsa. Like I don't understand that. Like. That should just be given when you walk in, right?
1: Very true, very true. All right, tell me how you, uh, how you have a Jeep that you don't take off-road without telling me you have a Jeep that you don't take off-road. What, what are the odds? I mean, what are the, not the odds, what are the, uh, the visible cues?
5: All the Wagoneer logos.
6: <laughs> 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 I haven't seen very many angry eyes off-road, but I'm sure there's plenty.
1: So, angry eyes. And I, 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 I'll i throw uh, these in there because it's kind of the same thing.
7: Eyelashes. Oh, God. <laughs> you may have seen some of those this weekend. Did you? Burn, oh, yeah. That's down. Alito.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can see those being pretty difficult off-road to clean after. Mhm. So get out a special brush.
1: So I left it yeah. open. I left my favorite open for you guys to say. Nobody said it. though I'm gonna say it. Uh, the the drop down side steps. I, I guess I, actually the ones that drop down. The, actually the ones that my drop down automatically. That's not such a bad thing because they're up out of the way. But the uh-huh. ones that are always down that are mechanically just in the way. Those tell me that that's a Jeep that doesn't go off road. Yeah, in
6: some cases.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, I can see that. Well, I mean, no, if you put a, a, a 16-inch lift and 54-inch tires, absolutely, the, the, the side steps aren't going to matter, but also it's not going to matter for you getting up in it either.
3: Yeah. Well, maybe you're not rock crawling. Well, I, thought, I thought you were going to say people driving red.
1: <laughs> Steve, <laughs> all Jeeps are all jeeps are red or wannabe. We know this.
5: you going to revoke your talking privileges. <laughs> 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 Just mute them. Yeah. <laughs> I just like saw a few on the way to work today, um, but pristine condition stock plastic bumpers on a Jeep with 37s.
1: Wow. That doesn't sound – yeah, yeah that's a good one. I, I'd see how that, so those that two sounds things like would go together. That sounds
6: like a project in progress.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's – That'd be, but yeah. that's uh, would lipstick on a pig. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. Absolutely could be. But if it's a uh, a JK, probably not.
0: Oh, I've got one. No spare tire. Oh God, yes.
7: Oh, tire
1: I just don't if understand on that. In the
0: forties, I can see it.
7: Well, I have to disagree with that one because we have seen jeeps that wheel with no no spare. Now, no 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 new tires either,
0: but uh, no spare tire or anything. I'm talking <laughs> the ones with that go out of the way to buy the full. Spare tire delete kit with their fancy license plate relocation and tramp stamp. Yeah.
6: As long as long as they're running forties and they're inboarded or at least just running forties, because if you're running forties, it means a lot of weight to hang off the back of the chair. Well, so. I mean,
1: if you're but, if you're you know. wearing if you're running forties or bigger, uh, put a space saver on the back there. Let get, get people something to laugh <laughs> at.
6: <laughs>
5: or
1: a donut.
6: Thirteen
5: inch donut. Or if you're local, I, I would say like say me and Travis going to URI or something, right? When you're, when you're 45 minutes from home, you have 10 guys that you can call. Uh, eh, I, I think
1: you see... You, I, I agree. Don't disagree, but eh. it, it is something else to catch as departure angle.
0: No, so it's, that's absolutely true. I'm, I'm literally like 20 minutes from Hollyoaks, 20 minutes from the Mounds, both of our V parks. Whenever I go to them, I, I never take a spare in my XJ. There's no point. I could go home and, buy, and grab a spare before I could dig it out of my Jeep. Or on yeah, but, it, but or. if, you you're, if you're
6: on a trail and it's a narrow trail, you should have a spare. Otherwise, you're just an obstacle that people have to go around.
0: Yeah, in a park, you can usually have it. If you've got a spare tire, just drive on the wheel if you're in the way. That's mm-hmm. that simple. You're not going to do too much damage driving <laughs> 10 feet. This
6: is Bob from Colorado.
0: I carry a sidewall repair quick kit,
6: two style of plug kits, and an air compressor. If I,
7: blew, if I don't have a spare and I can't repair the tire, I'm in pretty bad position anyways.
1: Well, that's a good point. You could uh, do a repair and air up type thing, which you pretty pretty much need something to air up with anyway, right? Whether it's a tank or an air compressor.
6: This is Bridge from Colorado also. I'm right there with Bob. I have the same setup. I guess that means uh, you don't need spares in Colorado.
7: <laughs> <laughs> well, I still carry a spare, but if because I take my Jeep on road trips a lot, but I wouldn't need to. I think I'd be more than safe without a spare tire, with all the repair kit and everything that I have.
1: Well, that's like having two spare tires, right? Uh, I mean, if you have, it is. Have, that's th- why I do it that way. Yeah, it's not. It's not a. I mean, for the those horrible situations that'll never occur. Uh, but uh, they only never will occur if you have all the proper stuff to, uh, to fix it quickly and uh, accurately. Then uh, Murphy's law you know, says you it'll know be what fine. they say:
6: better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have
1: it. Mm-hmm. I remind my wife of that all the time. Uh, so, uh, Rick, is uh, would you consider if somebody that didn't have a life preserver in their uh, or maybe one of those little uh, SS minnow? Uh, <laughs> rings you know on the back of their jeep that they would be uh not a a true jeeper a true off-road uh jeeper <laughs>
0: uh, i can take it i can take it a very time flare gun that's what he needs
1: i was telling my wife uh, the other day that it was really cool how uh the video that uh, rick took when he uh forded foraged uh the uh, the river i think was, i guess it was river uh and uh the little uh yellow uh rubber ducks were floating away that was just cool <coughs> It was just one. I thought I saw two. I
0: think the other one was the same one twice. That's the one that's going to win the regatta this year. (laughs) Yeah.
4: Yeah, I should have. I uh, should have sent that there. That's for sure.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, let's. Well, let's, uh, let's step off this, uh, this question and get to the, uh, the fun stuff, I think, will be. Uh, we, had, uh, we had one person that went to the to, Toledo to Jeep Fest that's on the, the, the show here with us tonight. We had uh, at least two people that went to Arizona last week. Uh, and uh, we had, uh, what, two, three that uh, went to uh, Drummond Island uh, this past weekend. Four. Four that are here? Uh, no, two that are here yeah there you go so oh, yeah, yeah. The well, host, my
6: wife is in the truck with me so the host is always right
1: great. okay <laughs> never correct me when we're on me, the Jesus air not talking <laughs> so who wants to go first you want to go first steve how was uh how was it out there on drummond island
3: Oh right, sure so uh steve from uh Roy, Illinois, i went out with roger from wisconsin met, us up, met me up there with his wife jess who is listening as well I'm, i understand uh Drummond Island, for those that don't know, it's an island off the upper peninsula of Michigan. You actually have to take a ferry across to get on the island, which is pretty cool. And the nice thing about the island is all the bottoms of all the mud holes are solid rock. <laughs> so we had a good time out there. We, we, Roger, you were there two days before me? No, we got there on Monday. You guys okay. got there on, on Wednesday. Evening. Evening. So... They got a couple days ahead of me off wheeling, and me and my buddy Dan joined up on uh, Thursday wheeling um, at the trails. It's very quiet on Thursday, Friday out there. Not many vehicles out on the ro- on the trails with us, which was kind of nice because we pretty much had the run of the island. Um, we went out to the out to the beaches on the uh, shores, as well as uh, the biggest point out there is called Marblehead, which is actually the Badge of Honor Trail. Um, some pretty good rock climbs, steps, and. Uh, Obstacles to get over, which we played with.
1: Any damage? Yeah. Any uh, interesting uh, wildlife or uh, two-legged, four-legged?
3: Uh Roger got sunk by some bees when we were rescuing some quads. That was kind of fun to watch. But no, oh. did, 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 there are bears on the island in the campground. You had to make sure you threw your trash away every night, and they had them dog down. But we didn't. We didn't go across anything really at all. Other than seagulls. Our- yeah, I saw a couple of. I saw a couple of deer.
6: Had a Was had it? a lawn,
4: sitting in the middle of the road, drinking out of a puddle while we were. Oh yeah, up yeah, on yeah. I remember that. Here, Rick from Arkansas. Is it a, Is it like a state park or the ORV
3: or? Yeah, it's state a state park, state forest with ORV trails in it. Michigan mm-hmm. yeah, is yeah, very Michigan, land. Michigan's very liberal as far as not not politically, but as far as having land available for their trails. Uh, Thirty six dollars is all it cost me for being an out of stater. And I can run the trails for a year anywhere I want in the state of Michigan.
1: Oh, nice!
0: Which is fabulous. Yeah, that's I'll, I'll pay. I'll I'll pay that any day. That's also another way you can tell if people go off road or not in their jeep is whether they have
1: those stickers. On oh, the that's, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah.
0: So
3: it's and they're just everywhere. I mean, I've I've off roaded the Manistee National Forest in Michigan before. Um, this is Drummond Island, which is a different area, but it's they're very they're very good with having the, the land available for that yeah lots of lots of areas for dispersed camping i mean
0: it was really nice we have very wide variety of terrain too yeah. everything from mud rocks sand we've got dunes that's Yeah, what I want on to drummond do.
6: island on drummond island the only, the only sand i heard about was on the south shore or by big shoals
0: no i'm, I'm talking michigan in general drummond islands are like that's where all the rocks are yeah
6: there was one sandy beach on the south side.
0: Yeah. You you uh Roger, you said you went to Fossil Ledges, did not you?
3: Yep. Yeah, we went out there. Which is really neat because you go along this beach and you can find I mean you take a step, there's a rock with a fossil in it. Yeah, there's, there's lots they're of they're just just all over the place.
6: It's a nice easy place to get to, even if you could get there in a two wheel driver.
3: Yeah. We ended up brisking a quad out there which was a lot of fun. Uh, we're going down one trail and we were actually contemplating turning back because the trail was getting really overgrown and a lot of branches, which I didn't really want to deal with as far as the paint. It wasn't that it was obstacles, it was just kind of we weren't feeling it. And Tight and Twisty. Tight and Twisty. That's the name of the trail, actually, Tight Twisters. And as Roger got down there, he called out because we had, what, six jeeps at that point that time? No. Uh, yeah, we had six. No, 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 no five. It was four of us. Anyway. Was it- yeah, no, that, was, that was Friday, whatever. And yeah, right. there was there was a girl and a guy I'd say early twenties out in the quads and the guy flooded his quad out. I mean the thing was just buried in mud. And he was pushing and trying to push it out and we ended up having to turn around on the trail, so we had to cut some brush to get out there. And we towed him out of there. So they could get out. Because otherwise they were gonna they were in a world of hurt. I mean they were they were pretty deep in. Um they weren't prepared, they were wearing crocs. Right, <laughs> trying to push, for trying to push a quad up a trail, which was not fun. So I had, a I had this old a, a tow strap I would gotten. Actually it actually, was an ATV tree saver, but I just gave it to them, and they they were able to tow themselves out. I got them out to got them out to some clear
6: or some land that was well enough that they were easy enough for them to do to do it themselves, and away yeah. we went.
1: Yeah, we're gonna get cards and letters from people with uh, that love Crocs and think they should be uni- universally worn everywhere.
0: Oh my God, no! No, <laughs> I religiously wear my Crocs when I'm jeeping, but never on my ATV. Ever. Yeah. I've seen the back strap get wrapped up in the chain. I've seen people just slide off. I've seen them dug through the bottom. Crocs are not meant for ATVs and their bikes.
1: Yeah, well, proper proper footwear is uh, is always a good idea well, if you want to keep also- your feet.
3: They didn't have a toe strap with them. They didn't have any tools with them or anything. They're they're pretty far deep to be just out there to play
1: around. Well, it reminds me of the jeeper that says they don't need a winch because they're not going to get stuck.
3: Yeah, exactly.
4: Don't they make uh, mud terrain uh, crocs? <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: I've been. <laughs> what are, what are you into, into, but I put uh, self tapping screws through the through the sole, or what?
0: Oh, that's Oh, of. they just pop right into the top. Yeah. Actually, oh, the
3: the best part of Drummond Island was it was in this mid seventies all
0: week, Tony.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask. It was, just go- <laughs> yeah. it
3: was gorgeous.
0: Oh, perfect yeah. weather.
6: Yeah. Oh, we got we had we got really lucky with the weather. I think we only got a, a little sun shower one day, and that was it. Yeah. Otherwise, it was beautiful weather all week long entire week that me and the wife were there. The campsite that we actually took up, uh, the people that left it didn't actually leave the campground. They actually went to a different site because the night before, they had like really severe winds that came through, and they didn't like all the wind. And lo and behold, after we took the site, it was never windy again. <laughs>
1: <Yep>. <laughs> so, Roger, you had your camping trailer uh, to sleep in, right? Yes. Uh, what would you do, Steve? Did, were you in a tent or...? Yeah, I just brought up my tent. Did, you, tent a, did uh, you bring some Tholoi uh, some boy, boy Scouts out there to set it up for you and then send them home? No. <laughs> yeah, you want to you get a merit badge? Come on out here. Put this tent up for me. Now. Yeah, go away.
6: <laughs> well, it, it was funny. Like, the tent that I have, I also put up my awning and the walls on the awning. And the stakes that I had to drive in, they're, they're probably, I don't know, <laughs> probably a quarter inch diameter yeah. or better. And yeah, Drummond Island, being made out of rocks, it's not really easy to drive stakes. So, I mean, I probably pushed or tried to drill in more stakes than I ever actually drilled in. And Steve gets there with this little itty-bitty tent, and he's got these little stakes that are probably about the size of a, a toothpick. And he walk- he's walking around in his sandals and pushing them into the ground. <laughs> As I'm out there with a rubber mallet, beating and beating on stakes, trying to get them all in. I finally got them in, but yeah. And then I had one steak in the front of my tent that he, the front of the onion, he thought was a little bit too far of the ground. So he walks over with his sandals on and pushes that one in for me, too.
3: Hey, I had the magic touch, I guess. I don't
6: know. You had the magic <laughs> I sandals, sense. I guess.
3: I guess. Yeah, right? No, but, uh, overall, if, you, if anybody has a chance to go to Drummond Island, I know, Tony, you've been there as well, Mitt and Tony and Larry's been there as well. Um, I think they can all vouch. It. It's just it's just a neat place. Yeah, beautiful, well, beautiful forests, beautiful rock formations, beautiful beaches, um, great climate, just a lot of fun, and a great
0: ice cream shop at the end of the trail. Yeah. Well, and we never we never minute, even went to Turtle Ridge. Yeah, the minute you get on the ferry, you start to think about day. I didn't go there yet. I need to go there. Man, we need to just start planning the next trip already. Man. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think you guys said there was an honor badge. Is there more than one honor badge for Drumming Island? Drummond just, Island?
0: One. Just, just one. Just one. There's only two in the state of Michigan. Hollyoaks, ORV Park and Marblehead. There could be easily another badge trail there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I went down a trail that, were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
6: so, so those were just as difficult as the marble head portion that could easily have been an honor badge yep
1: so give me a uh, uh on a scale of one to five uh the the destination the funds so on and so forth of being at that uh at drummond island uh, uh one to five what, what do you give it five being the best
3: i would say a four myself <laughs>
6: Yeah, four. Yeah, somewhere it'd be somewhere in the range of four, three, high three, four, somewhere in there. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. The the enjoyment of just the camping with folks, you know, and and the camaraderie was great, and the trails were a plus. But I still like Moab better. Oh, All sure. I can tell you is, if you're oh. going to go anywhere trail riding, don't go to Moab first. I mean, <laughs> earlier in the year, I should say, don't go to Moab earlier in the year because it seems like everywhere you go after that just never quite stacks up.
1: Yeah. the camping
7: makes that
6: place. Yeah. yeah it's, oh, it's, it yeah. can't be made worth it
1: so, It's a fun time So that that begets the next question For a, a trail destination Which you've kind of already answered uh, One to five, what do you give Drummond Island For just the, the trail, the technical The fun uh, aspect of being out Actually out on the trails
0: I'd say a three Yeah, I'd say that's fair Yep, I agree as well Which honestly, they are Michigan's probably most Technical trails too um most of our trails are really easy sand just whoops and big sandy hills um unless you're on the island or in the up Mm -hmm. that's when you actually get the the technical rock hills and rock climbs
6: i would say that about 80 percent of the island could be accomplished with a stock rig
3: yeah but i I vouch for that I thought the people there in the town were just fascinating. You actually go to the gas station, you don't have to pay first. They actually trust you to pump your gas. That's, that, that's because of, that's just because of how close you live to Chicago, Steve. It's uh, nothing to do with
6: anything.
7: It's yeah, not yeah, worth the that's gunplay, because yeah. all they
0: got to do is call down to the ferry. To the ferry, and not what yeah. you offer. You ain't getting <laughs> <on this> island. <laughs> <laughs> They'll have the sheriff meet you on the ferry. Well,
3: <laughs> that was actually kind of funny on the radio. Roger goes,
0: "Well, shit," he, "something about
3: getting lost." I said, how the hell can we get lost? We're on a fucking island.
1: <laughs> yes it depends on how much you drink um, that's true all right so uh let's uh, let's jump over to larry larry you mind uh talking to us about uh the toledo jeep fest i mean you were actually out there as uh one of uh uh five other uh jeep talk show team members including duke
7: i was duke chaperone let's let's just call it what it is <laughs> right uh, everybody was everybody was wanting to duke and scan duke's little qr code he had so uh no it was good i mean so toledo is entirely different uh, entirely different uh event than than, than a lot of them because there's no wheeling you're in downtown setting and it really is a, a different group of jeepers i mean they enjoy their jeep in the city primarily so when you were talking about you know Jeeps that don't wheel. I mean, most of those, most of the people there enjoy their jeeps there. But it was a good event. It's all downtown, and uh you know the nice thing about downtown Toledo—one like some of the downtowns I've been to—it you don't feel unsafe. It's clean. It's really a nice area.
1: So uh, I think that some of the numbers have come out. There was at least uh, seventy thousand. They're still counting. Uh, 70,000 people there, and uh, I actually heard an update on the, uh, the Jeep Parade that was initially uh, touted at uh, 1,200 uh, during the live uh, video feed that they were doing, but uh, I heard that it was uh, more in the range of 1,500 Jeeps for the parade.
7: Oh, I can believe that. It, it goes on for an hour plus. You, you literally you get tired of seeing Jeep Parade after a while. <laughs> we, we actually watched it for a little, way, little while. Went and watched the show, and then we we caught part of it there as they were coming back to the landing area. So, you no, know, that parade goes on forever.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, there was some uh, some pretty interesting jeeps in there. I know I saw uh, Julianne with Wrangler and Chick Chat uh, as sure. part of the uh, the Jeep parade. Uh, you were not in it, correct?
7: No, I was not. But you know they have all the old military jeeps in there, and then there was the uh, you know. There was several. Um, of the organizations had their older, older Willis's in there, and yeah, it, it's it's really nice. They have a, a really nice cross section of new and old. Yeah, there's a, it's a good time. That's a it. that's a leg workout driving a stick and a braid like
1: that. Oh, I bet. Oh yeah,
7: I can. Yeah, but yeah, it's a uh, it was a good time.
1: So, uh, did you get to meet anybody new? I think you did some uh, some video interviews f- uh, for your channel, Jeeping, Jeeping Mo.
7: Yeah, well, we talked to a few people. We talked to uh, the Armalite guys, who's been on the show before. And uh, as, for me, it was one of the interesting one is the one that the guys that sell the uh, tear for the wind for your uh, Jeep window mm-hmm. keeps them from breaking. I don't remember the name off the top of my head. But uh, yeah, it was uh, some good interviews, and uh, it ought to be some uh, nice content coming out for that.
1: So, uh, had you met uh, Chip, uh, Nikki G, Chris? I'm pretty sure you met before, uh, and Julianne. Were, were any of those new new beats for you?
7: No, uh, we've met all those. We've met everybody in the past.
1: Okay, so and
7: and, and for a while, Chip and his wife were actually a they were uh, taking care of Julian's uh, booth Wranglehurst, for a while, while uh, mm-hmm. we were all we were all going through the show and we got onto uh, I forget what radio station it was that uh, Chris got us on, but they did a big announcement about the Jeep Talk Show. There did it live uh, live on air. It was pretty good.
1: Yeah, apparently we're the number one podcast in America, and because he didn't say Jeep. And uh, we they were giving away free stickers and other giveaways.
7: <laughs> you, do you dispute that?
1: <laughs> I told him. I said, that's just part of sales, man. It doesn't have to be true. <laughs> there
7: should be at least 1,400 new uh, listeners.
1: That's right.
7: <laughs> and, and we even had a Nikki G joke on air, live on air. So.
1: And I, I wasn't there to groan. Hopefully you did.
6: Was we, we, it 19% better or 18% better? Or I, I, think told, <laughs>
7: I, think, I think we told told was about a 15.
1: <laughs> but, it, but he's looking at it as it's better. Maybe not 18% better, but it's better.
7: Thank you. It's tr- it's trending in the right direction.
1: So anything, uh, and now you've been to lead to Jeep Fest before. I don't think you went last year. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. No, it was the year before last time yeah. I was there. Uh, how was it, uh, this uh, overall uh, one to five? Is that something that... Uh, Uh, you look forward to or look forward to maybe uh, for next year
7: yeah i would say from a show standpoint it's a five they do a they do a great job of putting it on um whether i'll go next year again if i if i don't go it won't because it wasn't a good show it's
1: well it's a seven seven hour drive for you
7: correct right so but it's definitely a, a good a good destination show to get out there and to see everything and a lot of vendors out there.
1: All right, great. So uh, let's jump over to, uh, is John? Yeah, John's still here. Uh, this is Bill, I think. Did Bill yeah, know? No, there's Bill. Yep. So, so you guys uh, headed out to Arizona. It was uh, uh, this you two, right? I mean, from the, the Jeep Talk Show crew, uh, it was this you two?
5: Uh, from uh, the show, yeah. Just uh, John and I, but there's a, a friend of ours. Um, John, he also has a, a little two-door uh, JL Willys went with us as well and my wife went with us and we towed out there with the Wagoneer but yeah we decided to escape the Texas heat um, spent a week in Flagstaff up there so about 80 degrees during the day and you know high 50s low 60s at night so rented a nice cabin up in the up in the woods there and the, you know the pine trees and it was kind of a mix of doing some touristy stuff but we did like three days of wheeling so we did get to go down to uh, Sedona one day, did uh, Schneebly Hill down there into uh, Sedona. It was kind of interesting on that trail. You know, very scenic, beautiful. Would definitely recommend that. Um, but we did see a uh, I guess there was a vehicle, a truck, that had kind of gone off the cliff like 20 years ago or something, and they were doing a, uh, I wouldn't call it a rescue, but they had like a recovery team out there that was finally, after 20 years, trying to get this pickup truck that went wow. over a cliff, trying to recover that. So that was kind of interesting getting to see that. And then the other thing that was kind of interesting is, the, you know, the the telephone company had run the fiber cable through the trail to, to go over the mountain. So you're going down this trail and you're seeing manhole covers like all along the way <laughs> with the uh, fiber and whatnot. And I think at one point you, there was some fiber cable that was actually exposed from where the ra- rainwater kind of washed out some of the dirt or whatever. So I was kind of giving John a hard time for uh, <laughs> driving over the fiber. I'm like, dude, you're driving over the fiber, you know? So, but we did that, uh, went to lunch, you know, that's where John got his, his, uh, Privileges revoked. You know, he insisted <laughs> on going to this Mexican restaurant there in Sedona and paying for chips and salsa on there. So uh, gave him a hard time about that. And then after after lunch, we did a Broken Arrow, which that trail I would definitely recommend. It had some uh, Moab with the red rock, and you know, you're driving over and the screechy tires had some Moab feel to it. So that one was a lot of fun with the the green and the red rock. And uh, if you you do kind of the the fun. I think it's called like devil's backbone or something. You're coming down. It's kind of an, Oh shit. shit The waterfalls. Yeah. And, uh, so you're going down that and your tires are just, you're basically skidding down these bumps down the the back of this thing on there. So that's, you know, a little fun pucker moment there, but, uh, we did that. Um, then later on in the week, I think Wednesday, we went and decided to do a back road to crown King. And so, you know, that's a, a bad trail. And, uh, that was about 100 degrees, so that's further south, you know, just north of uh, Phoenix there. And so, you know, we did that, and uh, you know, all I can say is that's probably a one-and-done type type trail. Um, you know, it's very long, and uh, you know, there's a there's like a handful of technical spots in there, but it's just I don't know, it's just a lot of driving, and you know, it, there's some scenic spots in there. I would say that the highlight of that trail is probably once you get to the Get the Crown King itself and they have like an old saloon there, you know, a little town up there that's kinda cool. And you go up there and you go in a saloon and you have some beers or whatever and kind of celebrate, you know, a long day or whatever. But uh, you know, it was interesting. There's a lot of kind of trash on that trail. We ran across some abandoned vehicles, like a Kia that was like right in the middle of the trail that somebody had just abandoned <laughs> on there. I think we saw some abandoned vehicles that were just driven over the cliffs down in the creek beds. We saw like an abandoned pickup truck on one of the obstacles and so I don't know, it was just a lot of, uh, you know, clearly it wasn't like a, a national park trail or something. It was just a lot of, uh, I don't know, it was just garbage and, and junk on there. So, again, probably you get the badge one and done, go have your beer or whatever and move on. Same thing with Table Mesa. It's another badge trail, which I don't know why it's a badge trail because it's almost like, it, <laughs> nothing. It's, just, it's nothing. It's just lots of garbage and it has like, you know, Breaking Bad, Meth Trailer type vibes going on there as you're going <laughs> on like, they're like, am I going to get shot on this trail? Like, this is just really weird, like all the stuff that's out there on that. So um, definitely wouldn't wouldn't do that again, but, you know, did it for the, the badge on there. And then I think the last day of Willing, we went up to Sunset Crater Volcano. There's um, We were looking through a little Fun Treks book, and uh, there's a trail, like a loop trail up there, I think O'Leary Loop or something like that, uh, that goes around kind of the, the volcano there. And what's interesting is, like, you're driving on this gravel, gravel but it's volcanic rock. So it's like the trail is like all black gravel on there, like black sand or whatever. So it's kinda kinda interesting. It's kinda fun and, and, and scenic and saw a bunch of, you know, like elk running through there and whatnot. But that was kind of a fun drive. I think there was one spot where you're driving along the side of like uh I don't know if it's a, a volcano or, or a hill or something like that, where you're way off camber and I was just chuckling, thinking of John being back there off camber probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> crap in his pants or something like that. So that was kinda kinda interesting. But yeah, it was good. I mean, it's just you know, just hanging out with friends. Um, you know, we had the cabin there, we'd come home, hang out, sit on the porch and have some beer, smoke cigars or whatever, and you know, just did some other touristy things on some of the other days. But it was a uh, it was a lot of fun. So um I'd say the funniest moment on the trip was not trail wheeling. I and mean, John knows where I'm going with this. But uh my wife was like, "Hey, they got this this ski park, like the Arizona Snowball. Where you can take like a gondola up to the like eleven thousand feet to this overlook to get like a view of. You could see like the Grand Canyon and and Flagstaff and all that. So we show up, you know, with sandals and shorts and a t-shirt. And we get there, <laughs> and, and it's like the temperature up on the summit is forty-eight degrees. And so <laughs> you got the fat boys that are like running into the little lodge, ski lodge thing or whatever, buying you know whatever." sweatshirts and whatnot that we can buy or whatever and I, I so I come out or whatever and I see John and the other John squeezed into these like shirts they look like a, a pack of biscuits about to pop out you know <laughs> I came out and I lost my shit. I was laughing so hard I just like uncontrollably and I had bought like a can of oxygen from for John to kind of make fun of him <laughs> I had to whip that thing out because I couldn't breathe mm-hmm. Give myself some oxygen because I was laughing so hard. It was just it was the, the funniest thing seeing all these fat boys like randomly, way too small, you know, sweatshirts. Like,
1: yeah, those were the best uh, $75, $15 uh, sweatshirts that, that you could buy.
5: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that was a good time. So, uh, really enjoyed it. So, definitely would recommend kind of that sap, Sedona area. You know, like I said, Crown King, Table Mesa. You know, if you want to get the badge, go and do it. But, you know, it's kind of a one and done for,
1: mm-hmm. for me. So, so, you have the the Wagoneer, right? Not the Grand Wagoneer, because that's what John has.
5: Yeah, so I have the Wagoneer with the new Hurricane, the standard output on there. So I think that's like 410 horsepower, 468 foot of, uh, pounds of uh, torque on there. But, uh, so I bought that for towing on there. So it actually has, you know, um, more power than uh, my 5.7 that I had in my, uh, in my uh, Ram 1500 that uh, I was using the tow before, but yeah, I was towing the the Jeep out there. My trailer's about 3000 pounds. So with the Jeep on there and extra gear and whatnot, I was probably right at 9,000 pounds for, for towing and uh, that thing towed great. I had no problem with the hills or even accelerating up the hills, passing the trucks on I-40 and, it was it was great. In fact, I think a couple times I was I was going a little too fast for 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 some of the guys that were you know John and John that were, were following me or whatever with the you know going up some of those hills. So it did it did great. I had some concerns there, um, but uh, no, I was uh, I was really impressed with uh, how that thing performed and towed and, and mm-hmm. drove. And, well. It was such a nice ride with the air suspension on there and everything. It did. It did an awesome
1: job. So Hurricane with the uh, with the straight six, uh, 415 horsepower, uh, towed wonderfully, and it, it, it sounds like you were, of course, you were uh, towing the uh, the GLU 392 uh, uh, Jeep, and like you said, some other uh, good goodies on there. So that's great to hear. I'm sure there's more than one person that has been thinking about doing exactly what you did, and uh, uh, like hearing uh, actual. Uh, real world results. So it's uh, was there there and there was some uh, some elevation changes uh, going to, uh, to Flagstaff, right?
5: Oh, absolutely, yes. Yeah. So I think Flagstaff is at about six thousand feet, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. So we were kind of in that anywhere from four to six. When you go down to towards Phoenix, you know, it, it's interesting. It goes from like big pine trees, East Texas kind of looking, you know, scenery to you know cactus, like the traditional cactus with the arms on there down in the the desert. So we got kind of a mix of it all. And then we took it up to uh, the Grand Canyon up there. So it was kind of nice. We had that on the days that we weren't wheeling. We would just all load up in the the Wagoneer and go do these little side trips to Winslow and Grand Canyon and Williams and some of the other foresty things around there. So it actually worked out really, really well Mm -hmm. um, to do that. And I had the ARB fridge in the back there so you always have like cold drinks and things that were you know available uh, you know as we were cruising around so it's funny as the Wagoneer got took got more damage on this trip than any of the jeeps so I ended up with a flat tire I had a screw in the tire, so I had to go get that fixed the discount tire I had a bird strike on the, the Wagoneer that chipped the put a chip in the, the windshield on there so it was kind of funny it's like the vehicle that wasn't wasn't wheeling was the one that you know Took the, took the most damage
1: mm-hmm. well they got the most uh drive time i would assume uh, since you were towing the other one so um how was the uh, how was the gas mileage on it
5: so it varied so it varied from uh i was getting anywhere from 9 to 12 mpg um i was mm-hmm. using the little fuelly app to kind of track things on there i noticed that if you know if i was Doing seventy-five, eighty—you know—I would get closer to nine if I kept it around between sixty-five and and seventy. Um, you know, then I would get closer to eleven, twelve.
1: Um, Substantial there, which, difference.
5: Yeah, so you know, but you know, it's kind of what I was kind of what I was expecting on there. So it wasn't really all that surprised.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: Well, I it, imagine John wasn't getting too much better with his Jeep either, so.
2: Well, I was getting great fuel mileage the last 300 miles of the trip, because I was on the trailer. (laughs) I wasn't (laughs) going to say that, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what happened to John's Jeep? So
6: Uh, so I made a dumbass
2: mistake and uh, went to change my visor for the sun and accidentally hit the rear locker button at 75 miles an hour. And it engaged the rear locker and then it would not disengage. No matter what we could try. It would never disengage rear locker, So you're driving around and you just chirp, 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 chirp. So I think I know how I'm going to attack it. But literally less than 24 hours after we got back, I was on a plane here to New York. So,
5: yeah, so we uh, we made the decision to take the take my Jeep off the trailer, put John's on the trailer, and then I handed him the keys to the Jeep and said, hey, you now." behave you know.
1: did you check the he wiring you on the, home? did you check the yeah. wiring on that locker because I, I, I suspect he just wanted to drive the 392
5: <laughs> yeah no. I like, uh, we, trust me i didn't immediately offer offer up let's try a few things first before did we you know. offer him a bus ticket <laughs> well the funny thing was the funny thing was is you know john wasn't gonna ask he's like okay he's like I, I guess i'm riding with you in the jeep and your wife is is towing is, is going to tow is going to tow my jeep i'm like oh my wife's not towing your jeep or whatever no i'm gonna i'll tow i'll tow, i'll do the towing and, and you just drive my jeep and just stay behind me and, and
1: behave like
5: <laughs> did you have uh, sad like,
1: sob story like hopefully I'll, i'm just gonna walk and hopefully no one stabs me well, <laughs> it was it was
2: honestly the most terrifying drive back, right? Because I I kept it under 2,500 RPM because you're not used to that kind of acceleration on there. I mean, I'm used to the Jeep and everything else, but not one with that much power. So, and the guy that owns the Jeep is right in front of you. And then you're also sitting there staring at your Jeep on the trailer in front of you thinking, shit, I got to figure out what's wrong with that. So, it was just, you know, you're watching your wounded Jeep on the trailer and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Did
4: Did you put tape over the, uh, the locker button.
7: No, no I'm
4: going to move that button. I'm going to move that button. Do what?
1: He's going to move He's that, that button. button.
4: I'm talking no. about in your, in your 392 before John got <laughs> into,
5: before <take> locker. <laughs> well, I told him my, my
1: Jeep was, yeah, I told him, I, I,
5: it's funny, I was like, I was like, luckily Jeep made it, you know, smart enough so that you can't, you know, engage the locker while you're in, in four high, so it should be fine. But I assume John must have had his button wired differently, like off of the relay or something. Yeah, he had it because he yeah because he uh, yeah because he put in that aftermarket axle, so his just has a rocker switch right there, you know, by the sun visor. So I think that's what he was saying was it's the first switch that's right next to the visors is move the locker over to like you know one of the middle switches or something so you don't accidentally you know
6: trip. or or even just put one of those uh you know what do they call it that. Like you see, like in the movies, when they got the gunner, which it's got the little red cover right. over the. Yeah, top you got
1: to flip button. the thing up, before you can activate it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right. That's, a That's what I have on my XJ, actually. Yeah, yeah. the little, the little nuclear button.
4: Color, That's,
1: right. That's right. Right.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Two two fire, keys fire. that you have to rotate. Uh, the two keys driver that and passenger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One, two, three. So, uh, uh, Bill. So, assuming you're still going to uh, EGS 2024, are you going to be driving uh, the uh, the 392, or are you going to be towing it?
5: Well, the plan would be to, to tow it. So I mean it, it makes a huge difference just in terms of like we drove to Albuquerque the first day, so we drove a lot further. But I guess just because it's more comfortable, and just I felt like I could just keep going. It was just a much more comfortable ride, and I think. These guys, there was a on one stretch, they were like that stretch, eighty four, god, fucking sucked. And, blah, 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 blah. and I was like, what are you guys talking about?
1: It's you nice babies! <laughs> <laughs> <I wish>
0: you, <laughs> what do you mean? I was watching Netflix.
3: Yeah, he has a massager going. Yeah,
1: and, and and what you have is a twenty twenty three uh, Wagoneer.
5: Yes, with, but I have just the the like the like you call it this like just the Wagoneer, not the Grand
1: wagon. Right. Uh, And uh, it has the the Hurricane uh, six-cylinder straight six in it.
5: Right. Yep, with the the standard output. So they have the standard output that you can get with the regular Wagoneer, and then if you get the Grand Wagoneer, you can get it with the high output, which is like 510 horsepower or something crazy like nice.
1: So, John, uh, are you going to be towing uh, yours in the future since you have a Grand Wagoneer? Oh, he took off. Oh, he did he leave? Lost
5: service. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was uh he was talking about it. So um he didn't get it with the, the tow package on there, so I think he was gonna look at uh getting like a a bra you know, an aftermarket brake controller or something like that. So right. Yeah. It.
1: Well it's good to hear. I'm glad. I was very curious of how, how the uh the, the wagoneer towed, and it sounds like that uh Jeep has done it again.
6: Towing is so much better than Driving a Jeep that far, I mean,
1: I've done it, but it's just so much more comfortable. Right. I'll just I I'll just reiterate get this, get now. It. Now, the the newest vehicle I've uh, I have owned so far is the the Gladiator, and that may have something to do with it because I was driving the, the XJ for uh, twenty three years uh, straight. Uh, but uh, I had no problem making that drive in the Gladiator. It was very nice, and I know it's a bit but. different because it's longer wheelbase and stuff. Uh, Than uh, the JL the JLU's so but it was very nice to drive.
5: Well, th- it I was think way more comfortable. Me, for- yeah, I mean, I think the big thing for me is when you go on these long trips. Is if I break something or something happens, you can throw it on the trailer. Like, oh, it's at what, that's absolutely. Look at what happened with yes. John, right? If I hadn't been towing, you know, we would have been like, okay, you're gonna try to you're gonna try to make it the last 300 miles, you know, with your your rear locker on and your glowing, you know, diff cover or whatever, like. You know, it, it just kind of made it easy. Like, you know what? We tried some things. We spent, you know, about an hour screwing with it. And we're like, you know what? Let's just put it on a trailer. Take it back to your house. You got a flight tomorrow to go, you know, go to go to New York, you know, New Jersey. And you can just come back and deal with it, you know, when you get home. Instead of, like, it turning into some crazy long-ass broke-on-the-side-of-the-road broke adventure.
1: Mm. Like that. So he has kinda, the uh, Eaton e-lockers, right?
5: Uh, Yeah, he's. The, like the factory e-locker. You know,
1: hmm. the JK. I actually, so, I'm a little surprised know. that there's a problem in engaging that locker at 75 miles an hour. I would think it, it wouldn't be a problem.
6: If you bypass the switch and run right off of the relays That's under the hood, you can turn your lockers on and two-wheel, so four-wheel, or four-low, it doesn't matter.
1: No, I understand that. I'm just surprised that that caused an issue. Oh,
5: probably the 70-mile-an-hour part. Yeah, well, well he's yeah. been driving with it like that for like 20-something minutes, right?
0: It's probably a difference of engaging the locker and then going 70 or where he engaged while
1: driving Oh maybe, maybe it welded it.
5: It got yeah. hot. Like, that diff cover was hot as shit.
1: Oh, like, really? Okay, like, didn't like, know You that. probably
5: need to change the fluid out in that and pull it apart.
1: And, and probably his own personal fluid.
5: But apparently there's there's videos on you know other people that have had similar issues not you know necessarily on the highway but where it gets stuck and you know you you can go in there and like with a screwdriver and kind of pop it loose or whatever and clean it out or whatever and so i think that's what he's gonna try next
1: mm-hmm. hopefully it'll be all uh it'll be all good but uh one way or another i'm sure he'll get it fixed all right. Anybody else? Anything they'd like to talk about? You don't have to actually have gone off roading this past weekend or last week, like uh, Bill and John did, or uh, Larry or uh, Roger and uh, Steve. But uh, anything else you want to share, uh, Rick? How are you? How's your, your TJ coming along after uh, it's uh, f- river foraging? Was it a river that you went down? Uh,
4: it was. It was a creek with a
1: pretty deep wash. it Was
4: mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, um, yeah, I mean it's running. I drove it around, got the gas tank, uh, dropped the gas tank, uh, put the uh, one of those uh, access panels in the in the back of the, uh, the tank. Those uh, Genrite access panels, and
1: uh, oh, it really looked nice. I didn't. I was going to ask you about that. That was a, a fancy looking little thing. That'll make yeah, uh, changing out the the uh, the pump and the filter and all that stuff real easy.
4: Yeah, it make all that pretty good and. Uh, um, so all that's uh, all that's it. Uh, it's still when about I would say about uh, you know changing gears about fifteen percent into my throttle, I'm getting some stuttering, and uh, and I, I haven't figured that out yet. Uh, I'm gonna I've already changed out the throttle position sensor. I thought it might be a you know, but it, it's a brand new one. I guess it could be bad.
1: But is it but, OEM yeah. or aftermarket? It is OEM. Good. I learned the hard way. Uh sensors yeah. should be OEM.
4: Yeah. Yeah, with that with that I went with the OEM and then uh but uh so I you know still kinda of figuring that out. Um I'm trying to uh run into another issue. My obd uh D two reader is uh not working. So I'm I've been kind of tracing that down to figure out you know what, what can cause that. So I've been kind of studying up on that, but I mean, it's 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 running. I'm driving it.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: I don't I don't have half my dash in, but I'm 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 driving around town. And
1: so, what you're saying is, uh, go through water. It's fun.
4: Well, no, I'm not exactly saying that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was fun when you were doing it. Not so much fun afterwards. This is this is worse than going through mud.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, but uh. Yeah, it's it's coming along. It it'll be it'll be backed up in tip top shape for too long. And talking about comfort trips, I'm uh, I'm in the process of finding some uh, some new seats for it. My my seats are kind of broke down anyway. And then after this situation, it, it didn't help them any. So uh, I've been been going to some new bullets. I'm gonna find me some uh, I'm gonna find some seats out of a BMW or a Mercedes AMG or something and, and put in there. So. I'll be traveling in style on the TJ.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, and an important point, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, uh, you you went through the water and you got it up like almost to the top of the dash in the TJ and then uh, drove it home. I mean, I think you had to do a little bit to it before you drove it home, but you, you drove it home. And how, how long a drive was that for you to get from the the water to back home?
4: Uh, it's about 40-45 it's about minutes and uh, and and some of it was uh you know 75 mile an hour uh, road i mean it was you know we but you know everybody was going with me and uh we we stopped every little bit and check check the you know kept checking the oil and and uh of course i was i already knew my uh, you know i was checking my diffs to make sure they weren't burning hot or anything and they were fine transmission didn't get super hot but he i mean you you seen the pictures in the video when mm-hmm. i when i dumped that, that i mean it was it was a uh, sludge. It, it got a lot of water in the transmission and both diffs
1: mm-hmm.
4: and the transfer case. Right. But, uh, uh,
1: yeah. Ac- actually, um, I guess the thing would be if you had just, uh, uh, if you had all the fluids with you, you could have done fluid changes on everything. And, uh, I, mean, I mean, you still have the problems you're having now, but as far as any damage to the transfer case or differentials, that would have been minimized if you uh, uh, had the stuff to, to change, the, uh, change all the fluids. <laughs> Uh, did the, uh, you have a standard transmission, and was it affected? Yeah, it's standard transmission, and, uh, no, I
4: mean, it's, it's, it's running, Uh, all of that's, all of that seems fine. No, you know,
1: water into the, the, uh, the standard transmission?
4: Yeah, there was, there was water in the, in the transmission.
1: Okay, so really just a big fluid change is what you had. Uh, nothing in the motor oil, though, right?
4: Yeah, I did, yeah, the motor oil was good. I, I didn't have any water in the motor oil. Good. But, uh. But I did change I, I did change it in the filter out, sure uh might as well, yeah, and then uh and, and it was actually pretty fresh oil I mean I had not changed it that long ago when, when this happened, but I went ahead and changed it anyway just to be safe and then uh but now i I actually changed out all the other fluids um well not not my diffs, but the transmission and the transfer case I changed those fluids out three different times, cycling through get. And uh, the transfer case, the, the very the third time on the transfer case, um, <laughs> as I was had finally pumped, you know, did the little pump thing like five thousand three hundred twenty-eight times to get it full. The third time around, and then and uh, I was pulling the little plastic hose out of the the fill hole, and there's a plastic tip on that hose. I had no idea that it could even come off.
1: Well, that's it for our Zoom meeting tonight, our roundtable. As you can hear, the conversation continues, as I always say. If you want to continue in with the conversation, all you need to do is uh, join us Tuesday night, 7.30 p.m. Central Time for the pre-party. The show starts at 8 p.m. Central Time. And uh, if you uh, sign up for our newsletter, you can uh, get a reminder. Uh, about uh, the uh, the meeting that we're having Uh, again that's every Tuesday and the show is published the very next day on Wednesday so if you missed it uh, no problem you can listen to uh, what happened you just can't chime in uh, with uh, with all your uh, great information that I know you guys have And that brings us to the end of another Jeep Talk Show Roundtable episode. You can uh, be on our Roundtable episode. We meet Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Sign up for a newsletter and get weekly reminders and the link and password to connect. Password is cheap, so it's not anything really secretive. Uh, Everybody is welcome, and we can have up to 100 people in our meeting. Hey, remember to subscribe to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Show or just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, and you will see a way that you can subscribe there. You will unlock exclusive perks and join our community of passionate Jeepers. Until next time, keep those Jeeps running strong, hit those trails with confidence, and remember, it's not just a vehicle, it's a way of life. This has been Tony hosting the Jeep Talk Show Roundtable episode, and we'll catch you on the next ride. Hey! Thanks again to Colby Valve for sponsoring this episode of the Jeep Talk Show Roundtable. Support the sponsors that support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. Visit the Colby Valve site at colbyvalve.com. That's C-O-L-B-Y Valve.com. Broadcasting since 2010.